Well, good morning. It is wonderful to have all of you here this morning. Please join me in the doxology, which is found in the red hymnal number 549. The doxology. is hymn number 710. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have a refuge. Be silent before God, my soul. He bears my salvation. Yes, he is my rock and help, my fortress. I will not be shaken. Whoever sits in the shadow of the highest, who sleeps in the shade of the Almighty, the eternal God is your dwelling place. And underneath are the everlasting arms. Confess that the Lord is good, that his kindness endures. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 422, I Know Not Why, God's Wondrous Grace. Hymn number 422, I Know Not Why, God's Wondrous Grace. Oh, oh. 
make a joyful noise anyway, right? Cold and all. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious God, it is good that we can come and worship you in your house this morning. And Lord, we think of the needs that we have in our lives. God, we think of those needs in many ways, the physical, the financial, the spiritual, the emotional. But Lord, many times we just seem to be so frustrated with our circumstances that we try to do our best, but it just doesn't seem to be good enough. And Lord, we just cry out to you right now because in our frustrations we are turning to you to give us that reassurance, that confidence, that discernment, that strength that we need to have to overcome those frustrations, those challenges that we deal with on a daily basis. Because God, it is those little things that can be so overpowering in our lives. And God, we just put them before you right now. Lord, we do also have the larger things, the big things, our wishes, hopes, and dreams. And God, we just bring them before you right now in prayer. And Lord, we know that the Spirit just speaks on our behalf to you. God, we are just asking for that Spirit to speak that many times words can not convey how we truly feel about all of our needs. Lord, we know that our Spirit is conveying those things to you right now. God, we think of family members and of friends, of their little needs and their big needs. God, we think of patients throughout this medical center, the staff that are working here today, the families that we'll be visiting. Lord, we lift all their needs up to you as well. And God, we do not take for granted this opportunity that we have to worship freely. We are so thankful for all the men and women that have served this country in peace and war, that have guaranteed us one of the freedoms that we have, to worship you freely wherever we are. And we praise you for that. And we thank you for their service and for their sacrifice. And God, we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 205. I love to tell the story. 205, I love to tell the story.
Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Philippians, chapter 4, starting with verse 10. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, it has been so good that we've had this time of worship thus far. Lord, we thank you for the scriptures that we have read, the hymns that we have sung together, the prayers that we have offered together. Lord, I would ask that you would just continue to help me and that you would bless all of us as we want to continue this act of worship. In Christ's name, amen. You know, I was reading something the other day, and it was a quote from Mother Teresa, attributed to her. And she says, peace begins with a smile. So I'm going to ask all of you this morning to smile. At least try to smile. Can you smile? Peace begins with a smile. And as silly as that sounds, I have actually been trying to do that. In fact, my wife made a comment to me the other day that when I see you smiling, I'll know that you are trying to find peace. And the answer to that question is yes. And I want us to think about that for a moment, because I can only testify about what's been happening in my life, but there are times that I just get frustrated for the way things are going. There are times that I just can't seem to find peace in the circumstances that I am in. I feel overwhelmed by people, places, things that I have to do. And I just wish sometimes that I could just take a break from life and just do the things that I want to do. Does anybody else feel like that? where you just feel at times you just want to be able to take a break from life and you just want to be able to do the things that you want to do. And then as I was reading about this, the whole idea about peace beginning with a smile, I thought a little bit differently about my circumstances. The things that I have been facing, the things that I will be facing, looking for a way to somehow try to get out of them. But yet then I thought about the whole idea that peace begins with a smile. And it truly does. And I would suggest to you that you should try it for a few days. That when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling frustrated, when things are not working out the way that you've planned them to work out, when people just seem to be not listening to you or not hearing you or not accepting you for who you are, try that smile. As stupid as you may look in the mirror when you give yourself that smile, 
Give yourself that smile. Because I think all of us are looking for that peace. The peace that we all want to have. All of us are looking for that contentment, regardless of whatever circumstances that we may have. Whether we have plenty or whether we have want. We all want that peace. We all want to have that satisfaction in our lives. Wherever we are. Whatever we are doing. Because we want to feel that sense of peace, that sense of contentment. Because we know what it's like not to be satisfied. We know how frustrating it is. We know how impatient we become about our circumstances when we want to have something right now and we can't have it. Peace does begin with a smile. Contentment begins with that smile. Because it is the peace in our hearts that truly identify who we are. And when all of it is said and done, the final analysis of our lives, it's not you and anybody else. It's not me and you. It's not you and me. The final analysis between us and God is what truly matters anyway. And if we think on that thought, in the final analysis, it is between you and God anyway. It is between me and God anyway. That's truly how we should measure whether we are successful in our lives, not by the standard that the world gives, because as we look at the standard that the world gives, you and I will never be content. You and I will never be happy. Because the world will never be able to satisfy our desires. It takes something different. It takes a personal relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. That final analysis that it is between you and God, it is between me and God, that peace that we want to have, that identifies our relationship that we have with God or the relationship that we don't have with God. It is between you and God. It is between me and God. God is the ultimate judge, not me, not someone else. Nobody knows the experiences that you have felt. Nobody understands what you have been through other than you and God. And for those people that have the aloofness, the self-righteousness of judgment, woe to them. But those of us that know that we are unworthy of God's love, we know that within our own everyday lives we struggle with all of the things that take place, the temptations and the desires that we have, the wantings that we have. We try to have them satisfied and we know that we can't do it without God. I would say that you are on the right track. That you are truly looking for that peace that begins with a smile, that surpasses all of our understanding about what life is and what life can give us. Because all of us 
want to feel a part of something that is greater than ourselves. All of us want to have that gratification that we are doing the things that God wants us to do. The satisfaction that our desires are in tune with the things that God wants us to be. And we need to examine what our desires are. We need to examine our egos, the things that we are trying to seek. Are you looking for those things that just totally gratify yourself so people can look and say how great you are or how wonderful you are or how much money you have or what a leader you are? We know that those things will never satisfy. The satisfaction that we are looking for comes from those things that comes from inside of us in our personal relationship with God that we have through His Son, Jesus Christ. And for those of us that have that relationship through Jesus Christ, what are we doing with it? Do we understand that it is there for us to use for our betterment in our relationship with God? It is there for us to use in our betterment with each other, the relationships that God puts us in. If we could only set ourselves aside and allow God to truly work through us, work in us, that the contentment that God wants us to have comes only through that personal relationship. It doesn't come through our position, our power, our education, our wealth. None of those things. Because we know that those things will not last. If we truly believe in an eternal God, if we truly believe in an eternal life, those things that the world says we should have, those acknowledgments from the world that they are telling us that we need to have, that we need to have that position of power, that position of wealth, that title. We know in the end that those things are truly meaningless because in the final analysis, it is between you and God. It is between me and God. And in that analysis, God wants us to be satisfied and content every day. Because if we are not, God is trying to point out to us something that perhaps we need to work on. I was thinking about the story, the story, the song Blessing by Laura Story. You know that song, right? I don't know all the lyrics, but the summarization of this is, you know, all of those sleepless nights that we have, all those times that we cry out to God, all those things that go wrong into our lives, perhaps they truly are a blessing in disguise. Because if our circumstances brings us closer to God, isn't that a true blessing? If the things that I am struggling with, that you are struggling with, makes us cry out to God in frustration. God, help me because I don't know what else to do. I've tried everything else. 
And then God all of a sudden reminds us that He is always there with us. He is always by our side. He has never left us. He has never forsaken us. And we cry out to God and we want to weep and we cry ourselves to sleep. Or perhaps we get so angry and frustrated. Those are the same emotions. They're just portrayed in different ways. Crying is just the same as being angry because what it reveals is there's a personal rejection that you're feeling, that you are hurting deep down inside about the circumstances that you are in, and that they are not working out the way that you want them to work out. And whether you cry or whether you get angry, you are hurting inside. And that's the time that God can come in because you've acknowledged that you are hurting. You've acknowledged with the frustration and you're exhibiting it by those two extreme emotions. And many times, whether we are crying or whether we are exhibiting our anger, God gives us that still, small voice that speaks to us. If we truly are honest with ourselves, what are you crying about? What are you angry about? God, life is just not working out the way that I want it to. Look how old I am, God. I'm still struggling with the same things I struggled with as a teenager. Isn't things going to get better, God? The answer to that question is yes. They are going to get better. It may not be on the timeline that I want. It may not be on the timeline that you want. But things are going to get better. And it is in that trust that God wants us to have. It is in that faith that we can see God's strength being put to use. It is in those trials and tribulations and those rejections that we have from the world and from the people that are the closest to us that hurt us, that drive us down. And we cry out to God, God, I thought I was doing the right thing, but Lord, I'm not being blessed. I'm being hurt. But God says, you are being blessed. Because it is in your weakness that he is made strong. It is in my weakness when God comes into my life, if I say, God, please come in. I can no longer do it on my own. And he gives us that strength that could only come from him, something that is greater than ourselves. Then all of a sudden, we seem to be a little better. It's not perfect. We're still struggling with things. But then we see the circumstances in a different way. We see that those circumstances are truly a blessing. Because we are learning from them. We are maturing from them. We are growing in Christ from them. And then we see the satisfaction that God wants us to have the contentment that God wants us to have. 
the process of just learning to walk with God, to be satisfied in all of those circumstances, whether it is when we have plenty or whether it is we have want, that we can do all things through Christ that gives us that strength. And then we can have that peace that begins with a smile, knowing of the reassurance that we have with Christ, that no matter what man can do, if you know Jesus Christ as your own individual Savior, then no one can ever take that away from you. Christ paid that price for your separation and for my separation from God. And if we accept that and we understand that and we believe that, no one can ever take that away from us. It is salvation that we will have into eternity. And that is the hope that we all have. The hope that gives us that satisfaction. That faith that gives us that satisfaction. That peace that gives us that satisfaction. It's what we all want. When it's all said and done, it's not about the money. It's not about the position or the power or the education or the title. When it's all said and done, you and I are all looking for the same thing. We're looking for that satisfaction that we want to have in life. And that satisfaction can only be found as we look to God through His Son, Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives to minister to our hearts so that we can minister to others, so that we can serve each other, so people can see the legitimate smile that God wants us to have that truly does Give us that peace in our relationship with Him. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion as we partake together as a body of believers in His Son, Jesus Christ. Our gracious God, We are so thankful that you have reminded us the satisfaction that you truly do want us to have, the contentment that you want us to have. And God, it does begin with a smile when we acknowledge every moment of every day of your presence in our lives. Forgive us, God, when we have been looking through our our frustrations through our circumstances, through our tears, through our anger. We've been looking the wrong way because you want us to always look to you. Lord, thank you for this time we can have a communion to publicly explain and to identify our relationship with you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for forgiving us of all of our sins and just loving us for the way that we are. In your Son's name, Amen.
For I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us predict the other. Our closing hymn is number 140. There shall be showers of blessings. 140, there shall be showers of blessings. Thank you for coming.